You're listening to You're United listening. Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. ProQ Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. And on this week's show, we have Chef Tom Jackson from All Things Barbecue. How are you doing, Tom? Hey, guys. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. It's always hard across free time zones and... It's great to have you on. I know we've been we uh, have tried at least once uh, previously, and and thanks to me messing up, we we missed you. But you've you've come back on, and it's great to have you on. Yeah, it's great to be here. Awesome. Could you just uh, give give the listeners a little bit of a, a background on on who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, Tom Jackson, I, I work for all things barbecue. I'm the chef here. Um, I lead up all of our, our cooking classes, developing menus, uh, planning classes, teaching people how to use the tools that we sell. Uh, all things barbecue is a retail business that sells grills and, and rubs and sauces and everything related to barbecue and outdoor living. Uh, so my job is really just to, to interact with people and to show them what kind of fun they can have with the, the products they can purchase here at the store. Um, so it's kind of a unique way to get into, you know, I went to culinary school, but I ended up here doing this and, and I love it. I, uh, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else right now. Awesome. You, you, you touched on your culinary skill and your background. I know that you worked under, uh, Ken Vorkish, the James Beard award-winning chef. And Mm -hmm. a lot of our listeners I know have, uh, have, or have some of his, his, the flour, water, salt, yeast, and the the elements of pizza are both real popular books amongst the uh, the sort of live fire cooking scene. I know that I mean I'm members of wood fired oven forums, and I know their books often uh, get talked about on there. So so how was that, and and how did that influence like sort of the uh, the the stuff you do today? Yeah, um, and that was great. I I had such a great experience working there, and and I wanted to work there so bad. I you know. In culinary school, I, I or coming out of culinary school, I did an internship with uh, an Indian fusion restaurant that was right across the street from Ken's, Ken's Artisan Bakery in Portland. And awesome. uh, they, they offered to keep me on when I was done with my internship. But uh, I just was determined to go be a, a bread baker um, at, at Ken's. So I actually yeah. ended up taking a job as a barista um, just to get my foot just in the get door. get your foot in the and door. Then, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every chance I got, I was back there, uh, you know, peeling time or, or, you know, seeing if they'd let me shape a baguette or whatever it was. <laughs> um, and eventually they're going, oh, this, this kid's kind of, he, you know, he wants it. So, um, you know, they gave me one, one shift a week, uh, shaping baguettes and I spent, uh, you know, eight hours just, uh, shaping and baking the 300 baguettes a day that we would do. 
uh, and I loved it. And from there, their pastry chef saw that I was taking some initiative and, and offered me a full-time position as a pastry chef. So I ended up being kind of in uh, in charge of the, the Levan bake, the, the different croissants and uh, all of that. So that was a great experience. Um, it, and just, uh, you know, go, I went to, to culinary school at uh, Oregon Culinary Institute, um, just a really great uh, almost punk rock kind of culinary school. It was fast and furious and they threw us right in. And, uh, if, if nothing else, I learned that you, you work hard and you work smart and, uh, it, it worked out for, for that, for that time. Um, you know, as far as the wood fired stuff goes, Ken does a lot of that, um, in his restaurant at trifecta. He does that in his pizza place at Ken's artisan pizza. Um, but I didn't really have my hands in that. Uh, the, the wood fired cooking and the barbecue that all kind of came, uh, when I moved back here to Kansas to take this job. Awesome. So, so what made you, uh, what made you make the jump then back to, to move back to Kansas and to, to take on, uh, like this, this sort of, uh, live fire cooking role. And so it was, I mean, I guess like out of culinary school and then you're working at bread, which is a like high skilled sort of refined. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I, I'm, that's one thing that I would really love to do. I'd love to. Dan is an awful baker. To make bread. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably would be. I've, I've baked very little. I mean, I've got, I can make a sick bagel, but other than that, <laughs> nice. uh, I would, I would love to, that's something I'd always love, always love to, uh, or thought I would do is do like a, uh, like a baking sort of uh, course of some sort because it's just yeah. it just amazes me but uh yeah so what, what made you make the jump across to sort of live fire cooking and is it just like i mean kansas is sort of one of the homes to barbecue or is it is it something you were sort of there uh, born uh, grew up around or not really um yeah i would say i grew up around it um i didn't i wasn't a part of that i honestly i didn't learn to really barbecue until I came and took this job about four years ago. Yeah. I had a, a great mentor and, uh, Andy Groneman of smoke on wheels, um, yeah. competition barbecue team out of Kansas city. Uh, and he, I learned everything I know from him when it comes to, you know, Kansas city style barbecue. Um, but what, what really, I mean, it was probably a combination of things. Um, my wife and I had moved out to Portland, Oregon for me to go to culinary school with the intention of coming back to Kansas when I was done and we just sort of fell in love with the Pacific Northwest and, and stayed, um, for almost six years, but we ended up having a kid out there and it was getting tough being away from family. We're real close with our family. So, uh, the opportunity came up to, uh, where the, the, the Carey family here at all things barbecue needed a staff chef. And it was just kind of a, a happy accident that, that those yeah. occurred at the same time. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I felt. I, I'm a, a family friend of uh, the family that owns uh, All Things Barbecue. Ah, cool, cool. From way back, so um, I kind of had that connection there, and and I saw their vision, and and it's it's crazy how much things have blown up uh, in the period, short period of time that they've been open here. So, yeah, so it was when you sort of made that move and started making sort of the YouTube videos that that I sort of stumbled across them and and your YouTube videos are genuinely some of my favorite sort of recipe videos uh thank you the sort of i, I just i mean the whole thing like the production quality is fantastic i think the videos or the recipes are always great recipes easy to follow no bs just 
Yeah, I just I just really yeah. like them. I really like them. I think that there's again like the you have your because of your culinary background. There's there's a, a touch of like sh- like sort of chef. I would say flair, but like I mean chef elements. So it, it's it's uh, little techniques and stuff which are I don't know just a little step up from like uh, just you, some of the the other barbecue sort of videos out there where I don't know, but yeah, I just really like them. <laughs> Thank you. You know, we all of that's intentional. And so it's it's awesome, when, you know, to get that kind of feedback. Uh, I'm really, really blessed that uh, Justin Carey is here to shoot those videos and edit them for me. He's the magic behind why everything looks so good. Uh, and he's a cinema photogra- c- cinematographer who just happens to also be a, a Carey. So he's part of the family and he awesome. probably should be doing much bigger and uh, more amazing things, which he does on the side, but, um, here's, he's here full time with me and, and it's a, I mean, it's a team effort. It's not even just the two of us. Yeah. But, um, well, I think it, it definitely comes through f- from his side of things. I mean, I think the, the production quality of the, of the videos is just next level. I think really, to be honest, and it's, yeah. it's little I, things like that, that all add up with, with you guys making great recipes and, and the food and every, I mean, it's it's just a it's a it's a good combo. It's a good combo with everything together, and I just I love the videos. Thank you. We you know I re- really really strive to make it something next level. Um, it all started just kind of even out of frustration and maybe you know like trying to to search out some techniques and stuff and going man someone should do this really well you know <laughs> uh, yeah and so that's what we wanted to do. I think what's nice is you you do the you do the sort of uh, the the American U.S. barbecue stuff, but what I prefer is is the the other bits you do. You you do so much other stuff. So I mean, even if I just click on the the beef page here, just scrolling through, you've got the uh, the grilled tri tip steak sandwich with tomato jam. Uh, you've got uh, ribeye with uh, pickled pepper puree. Uh, you've got roast beef. You've got a uh, uh, beer braised beef cheek. I mean, beef Wellington. There's just like so many things, like just outside of, of the standard sort of uh, your brisket, your your pork butts, your yeah. uh, ribs, which are all amazing as well. And you you do them as well. And I've seen videos of you doing them and doing them well. But it's it's just the the variety as well of your videos. I, I enjoy. Thank you. That I mean, that's what I'm interested in. You know, I I don't want to cook the same thing every day. I, I want to explore and expand and and learn. I mean. I don't think people realize uh, maybe how much learning I'm doing um, as we're doing these videos. You know, I'm I'm always looking for the next thing and and learning from others. Uh, you know, whether it's scouring YouTube or the other corners of the internet, um, or even you know local chefs around here and just seeing the cool stuff that they're doing. So uh, it's it's always a learning process. Definitely. Cool. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Is is uh, I'm exactly the same. I guess when we're working on new things, you d- you don't want to just you you have your favorites that you have the same recipes that you do really like, but at the same time, it's always this quest is to find new things and better yourself and improve wherever you possibly can. Right. I think and that's sort of like some of those recipes they they do improve, and I that's yeah. one of the things I love hearing from um, from our viewers is just getting you know an email or or a message wherever it is and saying hey i i followed the instructions and it worked and i look you know and i look like the man you know yeah. <laughs> and i mean that makes me feel great that's what we do this for is it's truly to to help people improve their experience with uh whatever they're doing cooking wise 
definitely and it's what you, know, you say it worked because you, you do follow stuff which just doesn't work sometimes and it is annoying and it's also hard to like from making videos and stuff myself like you want to make a video that's entertaining and enjoyable and has all the details in it and sometimes it's hard to get all of those things right yeah it is yeah but you do it <laughs> <laughs> well we're trying you know when we started this thing one of the things i was kind of uh i really wanted to focus on was keeping keeping stuff shorter because i you know i i got tired of like watching uh i don't know a grill warm up for 10 minutes or something like that um, and I was like, we could we could cut this down. And then as we've grown and grown, we've found that our videos have gotten longer um, because all of the feedback says, I love that you tell us why you're doing what you're doing step by step. And so we're just listening to people and trying to find out what what's most helpful, you know, and it turns out one of the things is getting in depth. And I think that that helps people execute the recipes better. Yeah, definitely. Like you say, it's, it's about what you go into depth with. If you, if every single video you're showing us how to light a chimney or something, then perhaps we don't need to know that. But but if you're you're going into more detail, something new that which we've never discovered before, then that is awesome because we everyone loves to watch stuff and learn more about it, don't they? Yeah, and if we can get Justin to the point the camera at it and shoot it in slow mo and it looks beautiful, then that's all the better. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and your beard's looking strong, so that's got to help. As well. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> you're catching up, Ben, aren't you? You you're getting there. Things things I've left. I keep yeah, seeing you've got a bit of you, uh, you've got a bit of beard envy, haven't you, Dan? Definitely not. But, uh, yeah, my mind itches too much. As soon as it gets uh, a week later, I'm I'm scratching my whole face off. So I could never go as far as you guys. <laughs> I was feeling a little bit of that. We were in Florida a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, what is this big thing on my face doing here?" It's getting warm. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, so you you were in Miami a few weeks back, I believe. Uh, as a, yeah. Was it a Food Network event? Yeah. So Food Network and Cooking Channel put on the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. Uh, which raises money for Florida International University. Um, but it's kind of like, uh, I heard it described as spring break for, for the chefs. So like the chefs from all over the world kind of fly in. And, <laughs> well, that <laughs> and sounds good out. to me. It was, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. We cooked a couple events, um, contests, I guess you could call them, but they really just felt like uh, uh, cookouts. It was, it was really fun. Oh, awesome. And I saw you were... Uh... You were there with Eric, who's a, a, sh a friend of the show, and uh, and a few others, which is which is cool. So you've also done a few uh, videos with Eric, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure so, I'd seen them. I just was like oh, about to about to make a factual comment here, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we have we've shot two rounds of videos with Eric in the past year. He just kind of comes in for a week, and we knock out, you know eight or 12 videos, however many we can. Um, awesome. but yeah, we, we, we got connected with Kamado Joe. They, um, they kind of liked what we were doing with our videos and we started cooking on their stuff. And of course we, we sell their grills and through that we met Eric and, and he's, you know, Eric's such a, a, a personality. He's so much fun to hang out with and he's uh, really charismatic, which, you know, does well on camera. So we thought let's combine forces, you know, and, uh, shoot, shoot some stuff that, and, and his, his recipe content is fantastic. Uh, that guy, like the, the thing I, I struggle with the most maybe is, uh, seafood and that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm learning a lot from him when it comes to the seafood. Awesome. I think for him as well, like 
his journey has probably like really developed as he's been going there. Because I think that probably when he started with KJ and, and and things, he's he's done so much with them and met so many chefs through them and worked on so many amazing things. I've seen him like uh, rubbing shoulders with some uh, absolutely, I mean, top top chefs in the world and. You just learn things all the time, so I guess that maybe it's, it's a massive learning adventure for him as well, and that's great to uh, pass on things to him, pat and get things back from him. So, so yeah, for I'm sure, forward it's to been reciprocated a little bit. So it's it's been, you know, he comes in and I I give him some brisket tips and he shows me how to cook sea bass and uh, yeah. we're mostly pretty happy. So, because yeah. <laughs> I noticed you're doing symbiotic more... relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing more uh, KJ stuff because. When I first started watching the channel, it was uh, all Yoda-based. And it was actually, I mean, I, I'd obviously heard of Yodas and knew uh, how amazing they were, or I'd heard how amazing they were, never used one personally. But I think, like, from your videos, I, I started to open my eyes up to how versatile they they were, actually. And and, and I think that, that really came across with some of the recipes you were doing, the versatility of uh, the Yodas, which, which I'd never really... Uh, thought about to be honest so and then i then i noticed you were starting to do stuff with kj and stuff so is, is at that, that point i guess uh all things barbecue you, you were there uh, so okay you were saying kj wanted to work with you guys and uh they're also one of our sponsors and we we love doing stuff with kj and yeah i don't know really where i'm going with it but I just... <laughs> thanks we all love kj well, <laughs> yeah i mean Really, the 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 Yoder, the YS640, the pellet grill, that's my baby. You know, that's we love each other dearly. And <laughs> that's what we have done a lot of our cooking on. Um, and I wasn't much of a ceramics guy until I got into the KJ stuff and uh, kind of fell in love with that as well. So we might have a little side love affair with the Kamado Joe going on. Um, <laughs> but it's been so much fun to cook on it and learn just how versatile those can be as well. I mean, as far as a pellet grill goes, there's nothing more versatile or even as versatile than a Yoder smoker. Uh, they, they just do a fantastic job manufacturing a fantastic product. Um, but I feel the same way as far as the ceramic market goes uh, about Kamado Joe. Um, they're innovating uh, at a time when it seems like the green ones aren't doing anything different, you know, and uh, yeah. they, they just really are a step above everyone else out there. So... Uh, I'm glad to be cooking on those grills as well. Definitely. That awesome. So can you talk us through a little bit about the pellet smokers? Because Dan, well, Dan, you do have a pellet smoker, don't you? But we're, we're both not not overly from the kind of pellet smoker world. Can you yeah. give us a few like things, reasons why you think they're so awesome? Yes. I mean, well, the, the first one that's easiest to talk about is the ease of of using it. I mean, it, it runs like an oven. You set it and it stays where you set it, you know? Uh, so it's got a computer and it, you know, it's got a board that talks to the thermocouple and takes readings constantly and makes adjustments constantly, uh, using forced air through the fans and, uh, the feeding of pellets, which are a hundred percent wood pellets. So there's no sort of weird additives or any strange things getting into your food, you know? Yeah. Um, but, they essentially cook like an offset. The Yoders were designed to cook like an offset stick-burning um, smoker. Uh, so the, the air moves from left to right, much like a, 
an offset smoker does. So when it comes to smoking foods, uh, the flavor is very clean. You don't get any of that acrid smoke on it because the air is constantly moving. Um, but the great thing about the Yoder specifically is you can crank it up to 600 degrees and sear steaks on it and, you know, 800 plus degrees at the grate. Um, so that just makes it far more versatile, I think. So, I mean, it's just a, it's a very versatile tool and it, it puts out great flavored food and that's all I really need out of a grill, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, Marcus from Countrywood Smoker always says that he thinks that the the smoke from pellet uh, grills is is a lot cleaner, like a cleaner smoke you get on the food. And I don't know, like I, I don't know if that's like his his palate's a little bit more fine tuned than mine, but I don't really personally like g- get that. But but obviously now hearing it from you as well, it, it <laughs> it's obviously a thing. So so yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I think that that's what I was when I was saying about like uh, I when you when I sort of thought of like a pellet grill and stuff and you think of Yoda and, and you, th- you think of like low and slow and stuff and you think of you know, like your, your big sort of big cooks and you think that yes you set a dial and you can sort of walk off and and and, and that's all you need to do but like I think that's what I was getting at before is is what's in your videos like you said about getting up to like. Uh, 400 f or whatever you and it can get up to and and searing steaks off and doing things hot and faster and i don't know these weren't things i associated that you'd be able to do and i was just like yeah well the odors look awesome that was that was basically what i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah and part of that is just that they're they're built like tanks they're thick heavy metal uh so it's always going to be far more efficient and uh, you know that that allows it to burn fewer pellets and at higher temperatures hold its temperature. Well, at lower temperatures as well, you know, it holds its temperature and it stays hot. Yeah, and we we have um, we don't have many people using the Yoda in the UK, but I know that no. um, Angus and Oinka are like distributing them in the UK now, and Ed and Emma from Bunch of Swines, they that they've got one. Theirs is the only one I think I've seen in in the flesh. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well they they're moving like, they're moving worldwide now. So hopefully we'll see them a little bit more widespread. They're really taking off in Australia right now. Yeah, everything is though, isn't it? Australia are killing it at the moment. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Eric's down there right now in Australia cooking on his Kamados. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw uh, Nicholas Exter is just touched down for the first time in Australia as well. So every, all of our guests are heading over to Australia. So uh, I'll probably go as well. <laughs> yeah, you're not that far away, Dan. <laughs> no, no, I'll hop over. I'm, I'm booked for I'm booked for next year's Christmas. So that's a long while away yet. But you know, <laughs> whilst the flight deals are in, you got to book your flights. Uh, I think like one of the main problems with the UK with with Yoda, not a problem, but I think for one, I'm I'm not looking at uh, getting any beef with anyone, but the previous two Angus and Oink being the distributors, their distributors were uh, it's like a it was, they were like a biofuel company, which was selling like boilers and sort of heat sources for homes. Yeah. I don't know whether it was like sort of like just because of the like the, the pellet fuel or whatever, but they they ended up being the the distributors for. Uh, Yoda in the UK and just weren't doing anything with it. So I think that that's sort of like where, when sort of a barbecue was sort of bursting 
in the UK, like the last sort of five to ten years, it's 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 been like uh, a lot of companies have been pushing it, and and sort of Yoda's been on. I don't know, just sort of in in the background, because uh, I would guess, like, really in the UK, it's it's down to dispute to to get involved and right and uh, get involved in the scene. Really, we have got like a real sort of close knit community where a lot of stuff comes from, and yeah, I mean, like, they just weren't doing much. But with Angus Oink, Angus Oinker, an amazing company over here, doing doing really cool stuff. The UK barbecue scene, they're they're uh, British rub manufacturers, British sauce manufacturers. Uh, they're they're doing some really cool stuff so so yeah i think with them hopefully uh we'll start seeing more and more yodas spreading across the country yeah i hope so i'm it's uh you know i think in parts of the world it's got to be kind of a grassroots thing um i'm not sure if people realize how small yoda really is uh they they're running at capacity putting out grills as fast as they can and it's just not fast enough um yeah and you know not that it only speaks to the success of the company and and how well they've done. So now they're, you know, constantly trying to um, catch up and 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 build their business just to the next step so that you know they can really provide for the demand. Yeah, it's probably been a good thing then that that, that it's not been hugely <laughs> right, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Taking it slow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So at, at, you have like a retail store, don't you, for all things barbecue. What what other stuff can people see if they come and visit the store? Yeah, so we've got, I mean, pretty much everything related to barbecue, as the name implies. <laughs> um, you know, we walk oh, yeah. in, we, <laughs> we've got gas grills, pellet grills, uh, you know, ceramic grills, uh, smokers, pretty much anything you can cook on we've got and then uh lots and lots of sauces and rubs and marinades uh and that's really like one third of our store um beyond that we're getting into a lot of outdoor kitchens and outdoor living so patio furniture and all kinds of stuff like that um which is newer we we started out as a very small boutique store that kind of just did this one thing and realized that our customer base uh, was interested in outdoor lifestyle, not just cooking a steak, you know. Yeah. So um, as the business grew, um, Don and Kathy, the owners here, grew with it and decided to kind of expand. And I, I don't think anybody imagined that um, we'd be where we are now, uh, you know, a, a Fortune 5000 company here in the States for the last three or four years. So um, they're doing great things, and it's just cool to be a part of it. Definitely. I saw on, on the website, I was looking through all your different brands and stuff that you do, and one that I'm not really overly familiar with is Fireboard. Um, but we, we've yeah. uh, we just we've we've tried out lots of different thermometers and stuff like that. But I'm just interested to hear what you think about that one specifically. Yeah, Fireboard's a cool, really cool product. Um, I've got the app on my phone. It's a, it's Wi-Fi, um, so you know you don't have to be within Bluetooth range. It's for for those who don't know. I guess I should start with. Um, it's like leave-in probe thermometers, so you can monitor your food and and the ambient temperature in your grill. Um, but they create all kinds of. I mean, they've got charts. You open your your iPhone app, and and they show you the charts and the temperatures and. Uh, I don't remember how many probes it goes up to, but more than you need. <laughs> <laughs> and 
um, you can even it logs your cook, so you can go back and look at how long did this take, and at what temperature, and what was I cooking. So it's pretty cool stuff. Um, I I am a little bit more old school when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'd <laughs> I'd kind of rather walk out there every few hours and poke it with a thermometer and see where it's at. But for those who are so inclined, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. What you mean you get you get a uh, giving it a good prod with your <laughs> thermometer also yeah. you get more from that than just uh, reading don't you yeah maybe i'm just being stubborn and i don't want to have to deal with the tech technology i don't know but um, <laughs> I, I think like- a lot of people like go like full circle though so when they get into something they or when they're learning they they like rely on all these tools and gauges as like I don't know. Uh, they look at like recipes, and it's like take it to two, uh, 203 Fahrenheit or whatever, and and they they stick to that, and then that is what they serve. But I think as you grow, it's all part of like the sort of growing process. And I think that as you get better, a better cook, you realize that not all pork butts are the same, not all briskets right. are the same, and then you start to you start to look at feel rather than temperature. I mean, temperature is always a good gauge to know where you're around but yeah. then also like what you're saying is is like the feel of it so when you're when you're prodding it and you you know that it's nice and loose and you, you get no resistance you know it's done but if you're if you're at your usual temperature and it's still a bit tight you might have just had a you might got like a stubborn brisket so you got to take it a little bit further so i think that's like it's all part of the development and it, i think people go full circle with it where they get into all this stuff and then as they as they tend to like grow as a cook, they tend to maybe take a step back again from it. Yeah, learn not to depend on that so much. Yeah, For sure. Because you're always, I mean, like you said, no briskets the same or no no pork butts the same. A lot, you know, we we're fortunate to have Creekstone Farms uh, beef here in Kansas, which I think is one of the world's best um, producers of beef. Um, yeah, and and brisket to brisket, they're fair pretty consistent but you can't ever set your t- watch to it you know i mean and, no. and you wouldn't and you wouldn't want to we get that question all the time in, in our cooking classes you know uh how long do you cook that and i my answer is always the same until it's done you know um you don't cook yeah, to definitely. a time and no. a lot of times we don't cook to a temperature we're cooking to a feel we're cooking to a doneness uh and that's something that you pick up but but like you said those tools are are great for people who are learning um to understand barbecue to understand cooking in general um and yeah i think it's a part of how you do it i think you also just touched on another thing though that i think also is not a barrier but i think scares people a little bit when they get into barbecue is the fact that there is no like like how long will this take and just sort of like well it could take between like eight and ten hours or like it could take between 14 and 16 hours or or and like I think that that's also quite it's just so different to any other uh, like any other food really like whenever you buy a recipe book like a better recipe book pretty much says put it in the oven for half an hour and at this temperature and it's done and like there's no like there's no differentiation there. There's no like it could take an extra two hours more than what you're expecting. Right, right. And I think that that I think that that sort of uh, scares people coming into it, and and they don't quite understand it. And I don't know. Like I I just find that an interesting point. I've eaten a lot of me- a lot of meals about midnight because it wasn't ready at dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get a lot of emails and you know people want to know when do i start cooking this and i'm like i could give you an estimate but yeah. you know it, I, I don't know you know you, yeah. you start cooking it and i guess if you need it to cook faster turn the temperature up yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you get used to like cooking earlier and like hot holding and stuff like that i think that as you again as you grow as you get more into barbecue and stuff i mean you know you're sort of cooks but now i think that i was from from too many of those late dinners where i've just gone massively over on cooks i think that i now always just cook cook early and just let it let it go and and then i'm nice and relaxed yeah definitely (laughs) i I think i always think back to uh (laughs) right i always think to uh our friend eric one of the things he always says is uh it's just cooking you know um and i think people get so caught up in temperatures and times and uh all of the details and i think you, you just got to remember that it's it's just cooking you know you're not sometimes you do better than others but uh yeah if you if you don't ever do anything differently you won't ever learn anything you know exactly it's just cooking in its simplest form i mean at the end of the day when you when you take it all back when you get rid of the the gadgets or forget about what you're actually cooking on the the brands or whatever you are just your most sort of basic style of cooking and, and that's that's the fun of it i think you don't want to take that away yeah and we, I, you guys know probably know this with youtube that the comment sections can be brutal oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. everyone's everyone's uh, a tough guy behind the keyboard you know yeah. Um, yeah and people just love to tear food apart whether it's good or not um and certainly i, I wouldn't put anything out there that i wasn't you know proud of at the time We've certainly scrapped a few videos, <laughs> but um, at the same time, you know, so people get so riled up and, and that's where I love that phrase is, you know, it's just cooking. If you don't, if you don't want to do it that way, do it, do it a different way, you know? Yeah. I mean, nothing, I don't, another thing I don't think that any, anything that anyone's putting out is definitive. Like whenever I make a recipe or put a recipe out there, like anything for like the barbecue magazine that we write for. Uh, anything like that like i don't put anything out there and i think that this is it in its perfect perfect form or this is it in its finished form like i'm like this is this is how i like doing it uh i'm gonna put it out there like this is i mean i love it it tastes delicious it's a great recipe but do whatever you want to it add whatever you want to it take out what you want from it and also let me know what you think and let me know if I should be adding something to it. And, and I'm happy to grow as well. Like, it's not like I'm not putting out something and that's it. So it is just cooking. And that's for me, you, you get inspiration from all over the world. You are eating in markets in, I don't know, wherever. And, and you, you eat something, you taste something. You're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. That would go so well with this or that would go so well with that. Or like, I don't know, you get these random epiphany, epiphanies where you're, you're doing a recipe and you're like, oh, my God, this so needs a little bit of this or a little bit of that. And, and that's just cooking. It's just cooking. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in there because we've gone over the half an hour mark and I'm going to step in and say thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been great chatting to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been a great conversation. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. Uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'd love to get you on again in the future and maybe run through some recipe ideas and stuff like that as well on another episode. So thanks a lot for, sure. for spending some time with us. Uh, just before you go, could you let everyone know like where they can find you on like your website and social media and all the rest of it? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're all over the, the interwebs. So uh, 
you know, check out atbbq.com. Uh, the sauce is our blog. You can find that, uh, the sauce.atbbq.com, um, or just through the website. Um, that's where you'll find all of our recipes and our videos or on YouTube. You can search for us, all things BBQ. Um, we have a podcast as well that comes out every other week that we do with a local NPR affiliate here called cooking with fire. So wherever you listen to podcasts, check out cooking with fire. Uh, and then just on social, you can check me out on Instagram. I've got pictures of food on my Instagram, but also a lot of pictures of my, uh, adorable kids. So, uh, <laughs> that's just chef, <laughs> chef Tom Jackson on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks again, Tom. It's been great chatting to you. Thank you guys. Cheers. Catch you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You're listening to your United Q podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, you can find them at smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack.com.